Oh, look at this. No. No, no, no. Nope. Come on. We've had a break. Haven't we had some time to reflect on how that doesn't make any sense? It's a Welsh name, and you're taking the attention off of where it needs to be. Two rainbow people, stand up. Show yourselves off. Look at that. Wow. Look at those shirts. Wow. Mm, Never mm, having mm. sex. Yeah. You're listening to the dollop. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week uh, I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to uh, a cat guy. Thank you. Uh, Name Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. No, sir. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. January 8th, 1846. Okay. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this, we, you have pictures still. for this one. Shh. Oh, thought that was... Well, there goes the surprise. Oh, Sorry. Let's take it from the top. (laughs) Charles DeYoung. Oh, no. This guy? If you don't know. You're from Milwaukee. You don't know. Yeah. He's a guy here. He's a guy, yeah. He's a guy. Yeah, he's from the Tenderloin. Uh, (sighs) (laughs) He was born in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Okay. His parents were Cornelia and Michael DeYoung, and he had two brothers, Michael and Gustavus. Okay. Little is known about their childhood. Sure. Uh, Probably a bunch of siblings died. And... A lot of people died. Yeah. Uh, people got shot. There was blah, a poisoning. Blah, blah. Now you're eight. Someone poisoned a five-year-old. Time to go to work. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then at some point, the boys and Cornelia moved to San Francisco during the Civil War, no doubt. Okay. So that's years later, but they... 
So they were bopping around for a while. We don't know what they were doing. We'll get we'll get some hints of what they were doing later. Okay, great, sure. Mm. So the boys at this point they're teenagers. Um, they're it's going so fast. It's yeah. flying. I feel like their childhood's just. Sometimes we fly. don't. I feel know. like a parent right now. Sometimes I just, we where don't do the know. years go? Um, they're Jewish. They join the Temple Emmanuel. Oh, woo, Jewish. <laughs> woo wish. Wait till 2024. You won't be doing that. The boys. <laughs> also, t- is that in this episode? Is that a weird thing? Is that what, what happened? The boys also told people they were of uh, French aristocracy. So they're like, they, they're telling, they? they're, no, no, they're just telling people, they're like, no, we're fancy Frenchies. Right. Yeah, we're from France. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're French. We like baguettes. Yeah. Now give us money, you dumbass. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly what they were doing. <laughs> All three boys began working in the printing office sure. of the synagogue's newspaper that was called the Weekly Gleaner. The Weekly Gleaner? Yeah. These paper names back in the day. It's a weird time. I mean, look, you didn't have a web page. Sure. So you put out a weekly paper at your synagogue. The Weekly Gleaner. Sounds like a glass magazine. I really tried to find it, but I couldn't. There's a a Weekly Gleaner in North Carolina, but that was all I could find. Sure. Okay. All right. Okay, so the boys start working at the Weekly Gleaner. That's right. The synagogue newspaper. Yes. After years, Charles decided to strike out on his own, and he borrowed $25 to start How a newspaper. How fucking great is it that there was a time when you were like, I'm going to go off on my own and start a life. Can I have $25 <laughs> to just go carve out my own niche? $10? I want to get married and buy a house. <laughs> now, at the time, there are tons of newspapers in San Francisco. There's... 12 dailies, 17 weeklies. 12 dailies? Oh, my God. Four bi-monthlies, four monthlies, 13 foreign language papers, and then there's a bunch of political and religious journals. Jesus Christ. So it's just fucking newspaper city. It's yeah. Just... Okay. So the de Young's brothers together are like, we, this town needs another newspaper. We need it. We know what this town needs is a newspaper. <laughs> uh, so Charles is 19 years old, and he rents printing equipment, they're going to publish, their newspaper is a free theater guide called the Daily Dramatic Chronicle. I, I don't feel good about the paper. I feel like it's not, oh, God. That's the first one. Dramatic Chronicle. <laughs> they Grotto, have, Grotto Nymph. By the way. Grotto Nymph. <laughs> every paper now is a Dramatic Chronicle. <laughs> World's Olympic, Sophie Irene and little Jenny. I mean, it's, look, uh, Charles said. Why don't you go see the Grotto Nymph if you're in town? (laughs) Whoa, you're going to love the Grotto Nymph. (laughs) Charles said it was about the, quote, actions, intentions, sayings, doings, movements, successes, failures, oddities. I feel like he doesn't know what he's doing. Oddities? He's just like, it's about us. What is it about? What isn't it about, Jack? Peculiarities. Peculiarities. And speculations. And of speculations of us poor mortals. Us poor mortals. It's a bit of a it's a hard paper to fathom. It's the weekly fathom. <laughs> it's sit down and have a process. <laughs> Boy, what won't this paper do? 
news. That's the one thing where I, that eludes us, actually, is news. <laughs> You're talking about a newspaper that you can put down for your cat to go on if you want, a newspaper you can use to paint, and you can use the newspaper and everything, but just don't try to get any information for that. That's the Weekly Gleaner if you want info. <laughs> uh, San Francisco is full of uh, high living and low morals at this point. Sure. All right. Hell yeah. Still is, brother. That's right. Gold and silver mines are pumping in money, people flooding in. Oscar Wilde said, quote, it is an odd thing, but everyone who disappears is said to be in San Francisco. I, I don't think he was okay. He shouldn't have said that. <laughs> think of how many people are like, that's where she is, Don. Let's go find her. Oscar Wilde knows what he's talking about. We wasted our lives. She's not here, Judy. That Oscar Wilde wouldn't mislead us. You foolish woman. Our lives are gone. Three lives gone. I feel like he just said that as like a way to say that like when his friends go away, like I didn't think you should have taken it as seriously. Also, it's Oscar Wilde. Like maybe he doesn't know about, he's not like a crime guy. I think the man just... is friends with Joe Rogan. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so people come from, you know, every country. Uh, there were opium dens, opera houses, seedy wharves, streets of mud, fleas. There's tons of fleas. Lots of fleas? Yeah. San Francisco's a flea like city. Like bassists? Just flea, yes. Uh, just all these ble- Put bathe. some pants on. Oh, Socks I'm meant a... for your foot. <laughs> the word hoodlum was created in San Francisco to describe men hanging on corners. To Partic- describe what? Men hanging around on corners. Men- oh, my God. Fucking always yeah. the shadiest. <laughs> Especially the Chinese. Then it was really directed at Chinese guys hanging out in a corner. Oh, cool. Awesome. Love when I get into a bit of fun and then you race, yeah, yeah. you bring race into yeah, it. Yeah, so that yeah. I'm well, have you heard of America? Sort of a, and I, I have heard of America. Yeah. yeah best country yeah. in the, the uh, well. Yeah, okay, woke guy. Yeah. You don't woke know what it's like to be in the crosshairs of the woke. You know, uh, I've been living in woke and I've been living I, in woke I, and stand my whole not, life. I'm not going to fall into your woke trap. I'm just going for a walk through the me forest, and you're setting up little woke traps. Nope, nope, nope. Not going to take the bait, Jack. I can say whatever I want. I'm me. I live in space with a cat. I know. Space cat! (laughs) I'd like to think I was in the title, too. No, it's just space cat. The show's called Space Cat. Nobody cares about the fucking sidekick. What's fucking... What? Did you just fucking call... Buddy, you weren't in the dream, dickhead. Trust me, the show is about... Believe believe me. (laughs) The spotlight was over here. There's a fucking cat in space. That's all anybody cares about. You do not need to tell me that there's a saucer whiskey drinking cat in space. That's the whole show. Uh, You don't fucking... What are you doing right now? We may not need you. I... You are not... Cutting me from my own goddamn dream, Hollywood. What? <laughs> Show us the cat. Show us the cat. Show us the cat. <laughs> and then I get killed. Uh, Scar did this. So, 
San Francisco is ripe for the kind of paper that Charles wants to put out. Really? Miners love opera. This is something I did not know. Miners loved opera. Miners loved opera? Yes. Turn your lamps off. There were tons of opera houses in San Francisco, tons of theaters. They also love minstrel shows and circuses. They love Shakespeare. So there's stages all over. There's stages in gambling halls. There's stages in saloons. There's just always shows going on. So, wait, so and, like gambling and saloons count as shows? Well, so, no, they ha- would have a stage in the gambling anything place. Anything that has, a, okay. And they have stages everywhere. Sure, There's okay. just always a show going on. Sure, okay, sure. And so that's why they're distributing the Daily Dramatic Chronicle, because they put it in all these places. Right, so people now, if they, any show they want to go to, they have their paper. Yes, it's for them. Right. So Charles works five days straight. He gets just 13 hours sleep to get the first edition out. Uh, but isn't the edi- aren't shows changing daily? Yeah, but he's, 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 he's just getting the first one out. Okay. I don't think it's a daily paper yet, but it's going to become a daily paper. Okay, well, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? Um, he wrote, he found advertisers, he ran the press, and he borrowed money uh, to buy coffee to stay awake. Can I have one penny? <laughs> <laughs> so the paper's a hit right away. Okay. It becomes one of the most read and most feared papers. People are scared that he's going to attack them. Wait, What? Papers. People are scared, like, so he basically now, so it's almost like how Amazon ranks companies. He, if the show is great, he can put it up front, but if he wants to bury no, you, no, he can bury it. No, no, it's not known. He's doing actual news. Oh, it. he is? Yeah, he's in the back pages, he does news. The first so page is all about shows. So he gets you in by being like, hey, want to see a show? And then he's like, you know, there's a bunch of communists around here. <laughs> that's, that's right. And so he's like, he'll go after people. Right, And people okay. are scared that okay. he'll do that. Sure. Uh, he's making 2000 a month from ads, so they're making fucking money. That's yeah. a lot of money back then. And there's not a scandal he doesn't cover. Every rumor he prints in the paper. Sure, that's not dangerous. The Daily Dramatic Chronicle just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it really does, yeah. They loved going after other papers. Oh, so that I enjoy. So they would tag. I like that, yeah. Okay. It's like when websites fight. Extra, extra. <laughs> the Daily Gleaner sucks. <laughs> it's no different than YouTube. Right, yeah. It's right. all YouTube. Or it's anything. just people. Look at what fucking Frank said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he printed an article about a rival publisher having an affair with his copywriter. And the publisher was married and a church deacon, so people just went crazy for it. It leads to an adultery trial and a divorce, and his readership goes through the roof. I now understand the charm of this publication <laughs> far more than before. <laughs> you like, it's a hit. I'm like, people are like, oh, look, there's a show. Yeah, and it's instead, amazing. Okay. So the De Young brothers still live with their mom. They're how old now? Well, they're in their 20s. And, okay. And uh, this is a while ago, so your 20s t- or your 30s. They're making 2000 a month. They could probably move out. but Right. But yeah. but uh, Michael, his brother. Uh, so Michael's the co-owner and assistant publisher. Uh, Gustavus handled the business side of stuff. And Charles is the boss, like the heart of the paper. Okay. Uh, Charles, uh, uh, he has small, uh, beady eyes. He's got a lot of energy. He would walk the city just keeping tabs on everything. Saloon, city hall, he's just out there all the time. Right, looking for something to write in his yeah. paper. Right. So if he comes by, you, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're, right. yeah. The more he reports, the more powerful he gets. Sure. Rival papers start saying he's making up stories. Right. He's just making shit up. Yeah, well, listen, it's a dramatic paper. <laughs> Look at the name! What did you think it was going to be? Come on! Of course I'm overreacting! Uh, Businessmen are saying he he blackmails advertisers to to get them to buy ads. Sure. That's what we do. Yeah. Yep. 
Wealthy ladies uh, believed he took bribes to bury stories. Okay. Right. And then, like I said, they covered standi- standard news. So it's kind of inquiry. Yeah, inquiry. a little bit. And they would cover regular news, but he would rewrite it in sensational ways. Right. He'd be like, Maggie, he has a chimp, too. Let's have fun. <laughs> He's Not- in a cave curing cancer with a chimp and divorced. <laughs> the paper's biggest break was Lincoln's assassination. Oh, finally, someone shot that fucker. Let's go. <laughs> this is our time to strike. So the reason it worked Dumb out... Dumb-hatted leader go boom. <laughs> you know, I hear Mary Todd was having sex with John Wilkes. <laughs> type it, type it. <laughs> Give me another hit. <sighs> this is good shit. You hear Lincoln's brain sprouted feet and jogged off? <sighs> Now it's in the Olympics as a Greek. You sure, boss? Absolutely. Hey, go down to the store. Give me another pot of coffee. I got some bullshit to churn. I thought we were on cocaine. Yeah, we sure are. But it's medicinal cocaine. (laughs) The kind a doctor would prescribe. That's right. Quarterback doctor. (laughs) I've got our back page. (laughs) Hey, we didn't write any shows in this week's paper. Fuck the show. <laughs> so a man from the paper was at, just happened to be at the telegraph office when the news came in of Lincoln being killed. Okay. And so the Youngs got the drop on all the other papers. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, what a time when you were like walking the street like, do-do-do, knowing that the president has been shot in the back And no there. one else knows. Yeah, and you're just walking around. And you know no one else can find out. Right, yeah. Because you know and no right, one else. Right, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, so this is from that edition, the evening edition. So it's actually on the same day that Lincoln was shot, which is pretty oh, wow. crazy for that time period. That, And so this is on page three. Oh, my God. <laughs> What? So Lincoln's... How do you not just swap the pages? Latest? How hard is it to just change the folding? <laughs> it can't be that hard. I just can't imagine... Extra, extra, love seats everywhere. Also, president shot dead. I just can't imagine picking Duck up Duck the... wears waistcoat, looks like waiter. Also, president fucking murdered at a play <laughs> by a fucking actor. Uh, can I... Uh... Yes. Is there a review for Grotto Nymph in there? Yeah, that's page two. That's a lot of that. The Grotto Nymph is a lot of page two. Great, I'll take and one. And then if you flip it over, you'll find out that the first lady's been widowed this afternoon. <laughs> but you gotta get there. Is there an opera listing? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, for sure. There's opera, but the president has been fully killed. I think if that mattered, it would be on page one. That's how, yeah, fair, fair pushback. You know, the thing about this duck who looks like a waiter is when he comes over, you put the bill on the bill. And that's what, to us, is so kitsch. Uh. So the next day... Also a change in national leadership. It must have been so crazy because they always put all the theater stuff on the first two pages. And they, well, by they must the way, have had a this discussion. even relates to fucking theater. Like, there's no more. He was at a goddamn play. Big night and show. <laughs> like, literally. In D.C. Yeah. 
killed by a fucking actor at a theater. <laughs> no, 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 page three. It'll be, everyone will be lost. Well, start at about Ford's Theater in the show, and then at the end, say also the president was yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah. Amazing show at Ford Theater. Wow, what a group of actors. The president was murdered at it. <laughs> so the next day, the, the paper, day. Because, they, because they were ahead of everybody, they had... They added graphic and exciting details. They had like big drawings, like they got out Look at ahead the brain. of the <laughs> <laughs> Horrible graphic details. Boy, was that hat full of blood. Well, I mean, no one had pictures. Looked back like then. a thing of sangria. <sighs> it's his words. It's not, yeah, but I'm a vehicle for his thoughts. Yeah. But back then, there were no pictures, so everyone just drew it. Like, all the papers. If you go and look up drawings of Lincoln's assassination, it's just crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's really insane. Oh, my God. Just like Wilkes Booth has, like, a cannon behind him. <laughs> Fuse lit. There we go. Mush it. Mush it real good. Uh, so circulation shot up to 10,000. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Lincoln's circulation. I was like, he doesn't have that anymore. <laughs> Okay, so people are in. People yeah. are like, they know when the president dies more than any other paper in this town. And then they changed the name to the Daily Morning Chronicle. That's the three years in now. The Daily Morning Chronicle. Charles announced their editorial policy with the name change, quote, we shall support no party, no clique, no faction, neither the Republican Party nor the Democratic Party nor the Pacific Railroad nor the Bank of California are great enough to frighten us or rich enough to buy us. There we go. Yeah. Independent journalism. Yes, thank you. Finally. And then that's okay. Mm. No one listens to you. Huh? You die a lonely death. <laughs> Excuse me? No one read anything you did. Uh, pardon? Independent journalist. Nobody cares. Go away. Fuck off. We did great work. No, you uh, do shit work, and everyone thinks you're conspiracy. Cuckoos and tell it. Turns out to be true 20 years later. Lincoln's still alive. <laughs> and he's killing vampires. <laughs> you're listening. You're listening to Joe Rogan. My guest today is Abraham Lincoln. Why, thank you, Joe. Big, big fan. Long time, first time. Uh, so Charles, uh, Charles... I can't get the headphones on with this hat, unfortunately. It's a <laughs> bit of a cumbersome decision. I'll put it down here. It'll just match my chin beard. Mm, uh. Uh, so Charles does not even have a, a, a grade school education, and he's doing this, right? Sure. He worked nonstop. He makes his employees work nonstop. Cool. He's brutal to his workers. Awesome. If, if you didn't think they were doing enough, he didn't think they were doing enough ever. Wow. Can they you always... imagine a time like that? <laughs> they were always quitting or breaking down. <laughs> You know, I just hearing like the the Republicans, Democrats, like we'll, we won't, we don't favor Republicans or Democrats, and there's just like, you know, terrible work abuse. It just, I feel at home. Yeah. Uh, one of those people was Gustavus, who started suffering from mental health issues. Okay. Uh, Charles, uh, he was taken off working at the paper, briefly put in an asylum, and Charles quickly took his name off the top of the paper. Just gone. Sure, yeah, that's sure. No May, longer there. Probably brought him great comfort. Yes. Good brother. The Chronicle is considered now one of the top papers in the country. Okay. The Clay Center Dispatch wrote, quote, 
in the outside of this miniature venture in journalism may have been contemptuously ignored as the bantling of those two young Jews. But the dramatic chronicle was too lively a sheet to be ignored. Besides, it was bright, witty, fresh, and well-written. I love that that's all through the prism. I'm like, that's right, two Jews did it. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> they made a Jews paper. It's called the Juper. Uh, unbelievable. And keep in mind, I'm talking about two Jews. <laughs> A story so wacky, they should put it on their third page. <laughs> the Chronicle, uh, oh, sorry, in 1871, the often, so they were always covering this guy, uh, Judge Delos Lake. Uh, so they're covering him a lot. And then they do one story. Well, he's just, a, is there... They're just going after him all the time. Okay. And they do one story, and it, they make some ugly comments about his wife. I couldn't find out what they were, but the judge is really mad. Mm-hmm, okay. And on December 2nd, Charles is walking on Montgomery with uh, a money broker. And uh, this is from the SF Bulletin. Quote, Judge Lake sprang upon them, precipitating the whole force of his body upon him. So he kind of just like walrused into him. Fucking jumped on him. So he's just jumped walking down the street him. with a money broker, and then he just basically he's like plop. Yeah, he got like tackled. Now what? You'll move. The judge hit Charles several times, quote, with no effect. <laughs> I, I'm, I am now fully picturing like a walrus. Like, <laughs> it's like a pillow. <laughs> <sighs> the judge then lifted his cane to hit Charles. Okay, that'll help. And Charles uh, backed off and managed to dodge it. And then they stood there looking at each other. Boy, this guy had a real opportunity. I mean, talk, take a page out of the Wilkes Booth book, honestly. I mean, if you're going to sneak attack... Yeah, oh yeah. You don't just walrus Come into somebody and then... Yeah, and then sort of on guard with a cane, and they're dodging it. And then you're like, all right, now let's talk. Now you come in, you lead cane from lead behind. Lead cane, absolutely. So your idea of fighting is to hit a guy in the back with a cane. I mean, if you have a gun, you go with that, for sure. Interesting. The judge then pulled out a Derringer. There it is. So was he working in opposite time? <laughs> he was like, I want to give him a fighting chance. Instead of running... Next, I have a nuclear bomb. In- He's like got Wiley Coyote pants. <laughs> Instead of running away or backing off, Charles rushed at him and Smart. grabbed his arm so he couldn't shoot at him. And then they fell to the ground, struggling. Now, Lake is trying to point the gun at his head, and Charles is trying to pull it away. It's like a movie now. Sure, like, yes, right. And then, and then Lake gives up trying to shoot him and just starts hitting Charles over the head with the gun. Oh, okay, so he caned the gun. Interesting, interesting move, okay. Bull- the bulletin, quote, no one in the meantime interfered, as lookers-on were chiefly anxious to get a, a, out of the way of flying bullets. Sure. But yeah, they don't want to get shot. Right, fair enough, yeah. Uh, the gun fired okay. and grazed Charles' scalp. Blood flowed from his head. Lake then went back to pounding him on the head with the pistol. Wow, really? <laughs> okay, okay. The ball... At no, at no point was anyone like, maybe we should do something. <laughs> Everyone's like, let careful, let it play out. Hold on. I think he has dynamite. Now he's pulling a bunch, he's got a clock in his pants. It's a lot of kerchiefs. Kerchiefs. Yeah, it's like magicians. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I got it. Uh, so the gun, the ball that was shot, 
goes into the thigh of a guy who was just standing there, Ed Wheeler. Well, see, that's why you get it. You go mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to take He took a ball to the thigh. Finally, some bystanders at that point jumped in and pulled Lake off, and he was arrested. For now, what? <laughs> <laughs> Defending his woman's honor? So a large crowd now walks back with Charles to his office. Hey, what are you doing, Charles? Where are you going now, Charles? What's up, Charles? How's your head? Your, your head's really bloody, Charles. And they're denouncing Lake really loudly. They're Fuck like, Lake! Charles better! We are so bored! <laughs> There's so little to do right now. There's nothing to do. There's nothing. This is everything. This yes. is a Super Bowl and a wedding. <laughs> now, Lake talking to the cops said he only meant to cane Charles, but then he saw Charles reach into his pocket and thought he was going to shoot him. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But Charles was unarmed. Right. But he still was reaching in his pocket during a fight. I'm sure that happened. And then... Cigarette. Lake... <laughs> and then... Lake also said on top of that that the gun went off accidentally. So he pulled it out and, and then shot accidentally. Sure, that happens. Absolutely. That, I mean, look, the police, it happens to the police a ton. <laughs> it does. Uh, it's uh, such butterfingers we hired. So I just, I don't know what it is. So. Lake immediately gets bailed out and then just goes back to work the next day as a judge. As a judge? <laughs> I, I feel like this is not, it's just not good context for the judge. Like, he's probably, yeah, you didn't mean it, though, right? You probably just pulled it out because you thought she was going to pull one out. Okay, yeah. Ah, uh, not guilty. No. <laughs> so, a couple of months later, he ended up getting a $300 fine. Okay, which is $18 million in our money. Murder a guy and shooting a guy in the thigh. Yeah. Just, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now, Charles, Charles had a temper. He would slander anyone, but then he'd fly into a rage if someone slandered him, and he, he would want revenge. Oh, man, those people are wild. <laughs> he carries a gun, but he's, it's very well known that he's a terrible shot. And That's we know not this. a good public... Like, how, that... They knew because he had tried to shoot at a bunch of people and missed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, man, it's like, it's like, imagine if your neighborhood was just like laser tag, but with pistols. <laughs> it's like how you lived every day. You're like, oh, he's a terrible shot. Yeah, I tried to shoot him, but didn't. Anyway, should we go have a beer? <laughs> what do you say? Call it a day? It's two. There's a man murdered. What do you want to do? Go play horseshoes? It's <laughs> really crazy. Fun, isn't it? Uh, so... There's a guy named Ben Naphtali, and he works for the Chronicle for years, and then he strikes out on his own. Okay. Starts his own paper with another guy named Fitzgerald. It's called The Sun. Uh, simple. Simple. The San Francisco simple. Sun. Simple. Yeah. Uh, he had learned how to write scandal under Charles. Learned he, how to write scandal. And he put those skills to work on the guy he knew most about. Oh, no. Charles so DeYoung. So he started... Yes. A Charles paper in the style of Charles? Yes. Wow. Okay. This is when you, cre you create your yeah, nightmare, your monster, right? right? Yeah, you create yeah. your monster. It's what you did, basically, and of course, with me. He's the big... He, yes. <laughs> Correct, Gary. He is the... No. He is... They love it. They love it. Sir. He is... But if you take him down now, now you've made a name and your paper takes off. Sure. Right? So. And what's he going to do? Shoot near you? That's right. He's not going to hit you. 
Worst case? Worst case, he shoots around you at the yeah. wall. He hit the president. The president's in town? Oh, God. Uh, so Napoli wrote detailed stories about Charles, and Charles would respond. At one point, Charles accused the son of blackmailing people. And he called Napoli, quote, a thief, a liar, a bigamist, and a scoundrel. And Fitzgerald, a customer of gambling houses and prostitutes, quote, and one of the most degraded specimens of hoodlumism. Sure. Hoodlumism. Yep, it was a movement. Hoodlumism. Yeah, it's a religion. So the next day, word came that the son had printed a response. It attacked brothers, uh, the Brothers de Young, and the Chronicle, quote, included in its villainous sweep all the family members of their family, not even sparing the gray hairs of the venerable mother, an old lady, who has whatever be the faults of her sons, is respected by all who know her, and how has already seen her great-grandchildren. Wait, what just happened? So... This is part of the writing that so I wrote. Th- okay, so they're, so they're like, and we're going to go after your mom, too. They did. They went after his mom. Right. And what, did they, and then what they just said, like, because what, like, to me, I was like, okay. But back then, people were like, oh, shit. Did you hear what they just wrote? Well, they. It's fucking on. And that's when the Yo Mama Weekly opened. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra. When your mom sits around the house, she sits around the house. Page six. Yeah, so they went after the mother. Okay. Now, there were 200 copies printed. Whoa. And the DeYoungs fanned out across the city to buy as many copies as they could. Uh. <laughs> but then when they bought them, it just meant it was selling out, so it led to more printing. Hey, we and- want to return the papers, <laughs> but don't sell them to anyone. We want to archive them. Where's the Smithsonian? And then that also caused the price to go up. So they were creating... So they've created... Demand. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which is People what always like, happens. Why have this paper sell like crazy? But What's in it? Right. The, yeah. the, you know, the cover-up's worse than the crime, Dave. <laughs> so, uh, so Gustavus has nothing to do with the paper, but he's mad because they're talking about his mama. Uh-oh. Uh, and he's pissed. So Gustavus goes to the son's office... And Uh-oh. he pulls out his gun and he aims Jesus, it. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Like, just, like, we're violent. We're a violent people. But what? Yeah, but the, le- like, in your, I mean, in your life, it's like every two days, someone's showing up with a gun well, or going to kill someone. You don't want to work in newspapers. Is what no, I'm obviously, away. yeah. Who knew? Uh, so he points it at Fitzgerald, but one of, the, one of the employees there tackles him, and they, and they end up letting him go. But as he's leaving... Don't he- do this again! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? You're a grown-ass man! Coming here to murder us. Get the fuck out of here. Take your gun to... Well, probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> we are so disappointed in you. As wow! <laughs> At your age. Imagine if you'd shot me. As Gustavus is leaving, he says, if they print any more, there's going to be violence. As if that's not what almost just happened. Yeah. Unless you tackle me. If you do this again, I might do something that threatens your lives. Those are the rules of almost murder. If you tackle me before I shoot, then I don't almost murder. Yeah. But But if you capture me, I give you three wishes. (laughs) It's leprechaun law, but with pistols. So, 
But they find out they're still going to print more. So Charles reaches out to one of his political buddies, who is the chief of police. Jesus. And he, and he says, can you go over there and shut down the paper? It's like, all they've been doing is talking shit. Yeah. And now someone's talking shit. They're like, you're not allowed to talk shit. <laughs> we talk shit. We talk shit. So the police go and raid the son's offices. Hey, where's the gossip, huh? You got a bunch <laughs> of gossip around here? Which drawer are your secrets in, Jack? What's this say about that old lady? <laughs> yeah. Open up it. your head and empty your thoughts out on the table. Uh, so they stop the presses. They arrest six employees. And then those guys get bailed out. But when they get bailed out, they find out that the copies are now selling for $2.50 yeah, because it, everybody wants one. You, I mean, that is like you are. <laughs> what great advertising. Yes. Yeah. Everything you're doing people is making people want the, the paper. Yeah. Right. Yes. So they decide to print more on Sunday, and Charles hears about that. He sends the cops again. There's another raid. They arrest 13 guys this time. That's right. Now the paper's going to be $10 a copy. <laughs> and they're arraigned the next day, and the defense attorney is Judge Delos Lake. Okay. I feel like there's like eight people in this city. <laughs> Seriously, it's like a season of a show. It's just like they're all like, I'm the judge? Well, I'm Judge Lake. <laughs> What are the odds? We can't do more casting. It's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Gustavo's going to play both brothers. <laughs> Fitzsimmons and Napoli got really high bail. I was going to say got real high. I was like, yeah, man. I know that feeling. <laughs> and the reason they got high bail is because they had already gotten bailed out once and then went back to their crime, which was printing the paper. Right, right. So... So Napoli is like, I want to go. I, it just says he went to get bail. So he must have, there must be pay your bail somewhere else or he went to get bail money or whatever. So okay. a cop escorts him to go get his bail. Okay. And Gustavus sees him on the corner of Sansom in California. Uh-oh. Pulls out his pistol, starts shooting. Jesus. Any contact or is this like bad aiming like genetic? He grazes Napoli's head. This head grazing shit. <laughs> The 22 grazer, the only guy that'll barely <laughs> cut the victim. Why don't you give him a butt pot right down the middle of their hair? Boy, oh boy, you need the grazer. Nothing leaves a nice groove like the grazer. <laughs> it's impossible to fully penetrate skin. It'll just graze them. Uh, so he shoots twice more as Naphtali runs away, and then a cop and a bystander tackle him. <laughs> now... Again, everyone's like, this is amazing. So a big crowd is forming. Whoa. And this they... is page four shit. <laughs> you imagine? In front of us. And they take, they take Gustavus to the jail, the police station slash prison. Sure. And Michael and Charles come down to help or see Gustavus, who's, who's being charged with assault and murder. Right. And at the same time that they're all there... Napoli is escorted back in Good. from getting his bail. So this is obviously before walkie-talkies. They're yes. like, oh, God damn it. Again. And someone is there, because there's all these people there, and someone asks Napoli about the shooting, and he starts answering, and Michael sees him, and Michael just walks up calmly so no one notices, and... He walks up behind Napoli and pulls a pistol and, and is about to shoot him in the back of the head when someone tackles him and he knocks him down. Him? No, he didn't get the shot off. Oh, but he was, God. He was just about to shoot him in the back of the head and someone saw it. And, and so it, did, When I was he, a kid, I used to watch the G.I. Joe cartoon. 
and Cobra never died. They always just yeah. like jumped out of plane. Like that's what this is. Like nobody except for fucking Lincoln. <laughs> what? Oh God, you didn't hear? What the fuck you talking? I only page, read. I what re- page are you on? I only read page one and two every day. Well, you're missing out. <laughs> President's really dead. What? They shot him in that big weird hat. Ask me about Grotto Nymph. I'd rather not. She's a nymph. <laughs> She's in a grotto. And it's all right. Taking a turn. So uh, he gets tackled, and there's like a little skirmish going on. And Carefully, that, he's got a grazer. Charles looks up, and, and he sees his brother in this fight, and then he realizes, oh, there's Naphtali. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And so he... Walks quickly forward and very calmly. You got to do it quick. That's what I've learned from watching my brother. And reaches into his pocket. And Naphtali yells, quote, For God's sakes, keep that man away! <laughs> oh, yes! And then two cops see him and they grab Charles. What the fuck? And they I don't say, think anybody wants to kill anybody. And they say, give us the gun. And he says he doesn't have a gun. It's and, a comb! And then they reach into his pocket and they take out a gun. Oh, that gun! <laughs> Yes, there is. I thought you said gum. I don't have gum. It might not have even been invented yet. <laughs> and now people start panicking. All the people that have come to watch, because there's two guns out. So you could just go into, like, the cop station? Like, this, these people are this throng of humans? Yes. Like, this human cloud of animated extras is just yes. like, rum, 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 watermelon, 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 watermelon. Why are they saying watermelon? As, you know, it looks like they're talking. They're just background <laughs> fucking extras. Rah, 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 rah. Rah, rah, rah. No, no, you don't have, actually say anything. They said just mouth your words. Can you believe the You've crime? never done background work. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I did they it. They don't do watermelon, watermelon. They, their extras are, they're like, so how are you? So listen, the other day I was in the store. Well, and I they have, actually have conversations. Have, yes. Because they're crazy. <laughs> I'm in the background of Friends, and I want to look as realistic as possible because if I a remember, director, I remember, what if a producer's I, watching and he sees me and he goes, "Who's that guy in the background? The guy who looks ordinary." I, I and did, he goes, "I want that guy out in front of the camera." I did uh, these two Taco Bell commercials, and this woman goes, "How did you get successful?" And I was like, "Ma'am, I do children's birthday parties. I don't know. You're talking to the wrong person." I have a better story. Huh. My my wife's friend, she meets this guy, and he used to be a ball player. Uh, minor leagues, never made it out. And then we go to have dinner with him. We meet him for the first time. And I, I'm like, so what do you do? I, I'm doing a lot of commercial work. Like, no, like, he goes, I work in commercials too. I go, that's awesome. He goes, I'm an extra. And I was like, oh. He goes, that's all I want to do. And I was like, you don't want to, like, you don't want to be like in, in the nope. main guy in the, and make all, no make, way. make all the money? You don't want to be you the guy. You never know those guys' names. And he goes, no, man, I just want to be in the background. Like, I think it's awesome. I love it. And so, like a year later, I'm, I'm in a commercial. It, the commercial's me. I'm in the, the main guy. It's for the product, Dave. <laughs> Dave. It's like Get a Toyota. Dave. It's like a Toyota commercial. And I, someone throws water on me. It's the commercial. Someone throws water on me. And, the, and then right as water gets thrown on me, I, and they yell, cut, I hear this guy go, Dave! <laughs> and he's in the background. And he's like, look at this, man! And I'm like, fuck, we're both doing our thing! <laughs> Yeah, notice who's not wet. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Everyone's living their dreams. 
I had a dream once. Mm. <laughs> Space cat. With Gareth. What? With? Uh, so the guns out causes a little bit of mayhem. Sure. Quote, Men were crouching in corners, women were screaming, and prisoners were tugging at their bars. That's penis, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You stop yeah. talking to those bars, boys. We ain't got a lot of action here, warden. <laughs> Outside, cops had to do crowd control because all these people want to rush in, so they're, like, beating people back. And then they arrest Charles and Michael. Uh, they arrest them for assault and libel. It's a dumb thing to commit crimes in the police station. <laughs> Is it? Because a jury would not convict them. Of course. They couldn't get, that's it. They're sure, free. Sure. I Everyone's, mean, everyone was just like, well, I, people I, saw it. No. In a police station. This is what they did. This is, uh, this is how it worked. They'd be like, well, what did, what did the guy write? Oh, he wrote something about his mom? Nah. That's how it worked. They'd be like, I can't convict him. I would have shot him. Well, it was the Yo Mama Times. What do you expect? <laughs> That's their skew, baby. So, paper goes on. Charles uh, bought, he starts bringing in really good writers. He brings in Mark Twain and, and wow. Bret Hart. Before, before Twain is even known, he brings them in. Um, they're regular contributors. Uh, in 1875, the circulation is up to 25,000. And Charles and Michael are powerful now. Charles started selecting who would run for political office. And of he'd course. go hard at their opponents and help them out. Right. Now, the Call's main rival, sorry, the Chronicle's main rival was the Call and the Bulletin. Whoa. The Call want the DeYoungs arrested for taking money um, for writing positively about San Francisco's water company. Okay. okay. Boy, it's really clear. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is good. Well, clearly the water company sucked, and then they're writing... Nice about it because they're getting cash. Right? Again, just so. Can you imagine? Unrelated. Can you imagine? That's not what Bill Gates does at all. I'm a little sick of the Gates bashing, honestly. I spent a day with Dave and he doesn't understand. He's going to save us all. Uh, they. He went to Epstein's Island to be like, no! You shut this place down, you! <laughs> I don't get hard. I name my business after my Microsoft penis. <laughs> Floppy. <laughs> you said floppy disk? Yep, disk. Uh, so they also said they took, they took, um, they promoted bad mine, mine stocks so they could profit. Sure. They, Selfish. They denied it, but they would write amazing descriptions of stocks that weren't good, which wasn't illegal. It's just unethical, but you could do it. Uh, and still not illegal. And Charles didn't care about uneth unethical. He was like, yeah, whatever. That's right. How we right. Do Unless it. it was done in his direction. Then that right. unethical, it was terrible. That's right. Right. Uh, so politics, politics in San Francisco are pretty messy. There's class anger, there's agitators, there's scapegoating. There's the so-called Chinese problem. Uh, Chinese are blamed for ruining the city, <laughs> taking jobs. And uh, the Chronicle supports Mayor Andrew Bryant, 
Now, the economy tanks, and 19% of people are unemployed. Okay. So that's bad. Right. Thank and you. If you didn't know. Seems low. And the Chinese-hating working man's party rises, oh which we talked God. about in the Dennis I, Kearney the name. episode. Yeah. Chinese-hating... We're pretty specific with what our angle is here. Uh, we're not sugarcoating much. Uh, pretty <laughs> open. No, it's not. They're not called the Chinese hating. They're just called the Working Men's Party. Oh. I just, you, I put that up front. They I was going to say, even Chinese... in like racist, racist times, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we're Chinese hating. How are you? <laughs> Chinese hating. How are you? <laughs> we got jackets made. <laughs> you just iron them on the denim. So what does your party uh, stand for? What's your uh, platform? One noted. We have one real big issue. Jobs? No. Well, jobs, if they're taken from us. Uh-huh. Oh, we just... I don't want to even say it again, because it feels like it's been said too many times already. Well, the name of your party is... That's what it, It's that. It's the H-C... Chinese hating. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't want to say it? Well, the, listen, I also, we're a dyslexic group as well. Um, okay. We got a lot of stuff, honestly. Sure. Sometimes I feel like when I say Chinese, I mean my mother. <laughs> what? <laughs> you need so much therapy. I don't Those know if there's first enough. couple years, they're supposed to hold you. That's when you're forming. It doesn't matter. You, you're out of the womb, but you still need the womb. Don't go anywhere, you fuck. Don't touch me. I am, I, you. Put I look, me in a blanket and swaddle me. I'm not your fucking therapist. I'm just a guy at the I goddamn unemployment office. I need to be inchwormed by a man. Chinese or not, I just need to feel a heartbeat near mine. Dad was gone a lot. Does this recline? <laughs> Uh, so another guy who was also a big Chinese hating guy is a new minister in town named Ooh, Isaac. Yeah, I talked to God. He's really against him. New minister in town named Isaac Kalak. Wow. Can I just say that hair is bright red? So this is a giant leprechaun. That is. That is a legal leprechaun. That is a giant. He looks like a leprechaun. He's, he's 6'3", 240 pounds. That's right. I am a motherfucking giant leprechaun. <laughs> I'm a dyslexicon. <laughs> <laughs> he is a great speaker. He's very magnetic. So oh, his thing is... So tall. Besides being a giant leprechaun... And hating Chinese. When 15 leprechauns run into each other, they form me. <laughs> he is a big ladies' man. <laughs> of course. Where's that gold? I tell you, but I don't have to kill you, darling. Wherever he had lived, there were issues around women. <laughs> he, I'm a fuckracon! <laughs> he was expelled from college for, quote, sexual proclivity. 
You mentioned getting thrown out of college for fucking? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Almost graduated. This took a real dookie turn all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, it wasn't women. I think get back to reading for the you. The cafeteria. I have a Put food. Put your eyes down on the I have iPad a food again. issue. Boysenberry crumbles, to be specific. I fuck potatoes. <laughs> That's how they made Julian. <laughs> so Isaac had to leave his ministry in Boston because of adultery that led to a sensational trial. And Boston papers called him, quote, the snorting sorrel stallion of Caw Bottom. <laughs> I'm sorry. We got to break it down like game film. So <laughs> do the rewindy part. Okay, one more time. The snorting sorrel. S- the snorting sorrel. Okay. Stallion. The snort. Okay, so so far I'm picturing a fuck machine who sounds like a pig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the last part. Of caw bottom. Of caw bottom? Maybe that was a place, caw bottom? A- on a body? I don't think it was a... It could have been a bottom, a lady's bottom. Caw bottom. <laughs> it just... Maybe when you put I it mean, in the bottom. I mean, if this wasn't the... Pay, like, if you if put this... it in the bottom and they caw, caw when you... That's right. Oh, don't mind me snorting. Oh, 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 It's really horrible. <laughs> also because he's a giant red-haired guy. It's all together the worst picture that has ever been. I'm going to make pudding. <laughs> I had to say it. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I'm genuinely sorry. So... The trial led to... The trial must have been like... People must have been whacking off to the trial. Okay, hold on. So this is a full report of the trial that they printed up a pamphlet. Can you look at the picture over there? What's happening under the bed? Oh, my God. There's a guy. There's a little person under the bed. That's That's a leprechaun man. So I think what's happening here is that he has another woman in his house... And his wife's there, and he's just hanging out. Like, they got caught. I don't agree. You don't agree? No. I think that is his wife, and he was just banging her, and he came home, and he went under the bed, and she's like, oh, let me just get my hair back to okay. normal. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. I've got, I've got my pants around my ankles under your bed. <laughs> and the guy's like, yes, I don't know, really. What? Yeah, you know. They had good feathers, but they weren't the kind of feathers I would buy. You know, darling? <laughs> Gosh, isn't this just paradise? <laughs> Smells a bit funny, doesn't it, darling? <laughs> Red hog. <laughs> it smells like a wet sex man. <laughs> a moistened piglet's lost. <laughs> I feel like we're laughing harder than the crowd at yeah. this part. <laughs> We're having a good time. Uh, So when he left Boston, they said he was, quote, leaving in his wake riot, tumult, rape, swindles, perjury, blackmail, and shootings. Oh, my. Well, this changed a little bit. Good thing we got the fun out of the way. (laughs) 
So he next goes to Lawrence, Kansas, where he's again working as a minister. Whoa. She loves Lawrence. She loves Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so papers there warned locals immediately when he arrived, quote, keep your wives and daughters Fuck locked machine up. coming. <laughs> Lock your doors. Giant red fucker coming. <laughs> Not enough did. And soon they wanted him out of Lawrence. Get out of here. You told us not to let you fuck our daughters, but we did. Uh, the ginger banger must leave. <laughs> and the ginger banger made his way to San Francisco. Uh. So he, uh, he's, he's very, just about to plow the fields he, of San Fran. He ta- he he uh, he's at the Baptist. Metropolitan Temple. He is love this church going guy. The electric, electric <laughs> Dear Lord, fucking guy. Give me the erection to last. Great speaker. People love him. Now this this temple holds five thousand people, so he becomes one of the city's most influential religious leaders right Good. off the bat. Well, finally some power to abuse. Yes, and he's a big supporter of the Workingmen's Party. Okay. In 1879, the party nominated uh, him as. Their candidate for mayor. Okay. So Isaac's running for mayor. And Charles had always backed the working man's party, but once Isaac is nominated, he's like, I'm out. He, I fucking hate this guy. He hates it. He's jealous. He, hates, he dates his history. I, and yeah, I mean, I think he hates that a new powerful guy rolled into town. I mean, and, he, yeah. like, and, he, and, you know, he fucks, he fucks ladies like crazy. Like, sure. Yeah, he's the snorting stallion. Yeah, people get, guys get mad at that. Some, it sounds like in some areas, questionable as far as the uh, where two keys turned on the sex as he was run out of town. Yeah, yeah. I right. mean, it's not great. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's just... Great. Yes. Let's... Well. Yes. Should be talked about. We, I, right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Not always given. Right. Right. Great. Okay. This Thanks is, for joining us. Just, it's chemistry is why people listen. It's not what we're talking about. You and I. How did you, you turned it into something about you. No, you and I are having a thing right now. Uh-huh. We don't need words. They're essential to the podcast, i the say. eyes. It's in the eyes. going to translate through a download, so. Ginger fucker. Well, listen, <laughs> I've never been run out of town, but I have moved. So, uh... So he hates him, and... Dan- I like to picture that he has a penis like a pig's tail. Okay, keep going. Sorry, I just wanted to... So that we all, could all see what I'm seeing. I think, we all, I think we all like to picture that. Perfect. So uh, he just starts attacking uh, Calic in the Chronicle. He called him a mock minister and a carpetbag demagogue. In another issue, he wrote Calic was, quote, a burlesque divine whose aspiration to high office is the nature of public shame. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Chronicle reported that Calic had been seen seducing dozens of women. And seen drinking, seducing. And drinking tons of gin in saloons. Well, he's 6'3 and Irish looking. Plus, everyone's drinking in saloons. <laughs> the like, idea of it this, this time, like, that much, uh, you see that guy drinking? I think he's probably, I'm worried that that guy has a bit of an alcoholic consumption problem. You seen that guy over there? Yeah, dude, is fucking guys. Like, we all like to have a good time, but man, you come on, you have some fucking respect for yourself. Hey, I, I like, I like to drink just as much as the next man. 
But come on, at some point you gotta recognize that you're not, you know, you're, you're a grown ass boy. You know, you gotta can't be taking out all their. Are you all right? You looking sort of like seeing through me a little bit. Uh, my point is that when in this town, unfortunately, we have rules. And when it comes to someone, <laughs> someone drinking at a bar, you gotta be straightforward. And by the way, I would not, I could do another gin, but only because this guy, this, I was teaching guys, I was some of this guy's lesson. You know what I'm I, just, I just came up here to order another beer. Yeah, same with me. I know. No, you were. I'm you're the bartender. I. Oh shit! Fucking shit, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> All right, I'll take a gin. <laughs> Make it snappy. So Calix furious about this. He attacks Charles from the pulpit. He said Charles had offered him a deal to back him for mayor if he split the spoils when he won. Wow. And Kellogg <laughs> told this flock, quote, give Mr. DeYoung my compliments and tell him to go to hell. Okay. And then I promise you, if I'm elected mayor, I will kill the San Francisco Chronicle. Whoa, what? Jesus. I'll graze it right down the middle of its pages. <laughs> Doesn't phase Charles. The next day's Chronicle headline, quote, Calic, the record of a misspent life. <laughs> Page nine. Driven forth from Boston like an unclean leper. <laughs> a leprechaun. <laughs> his trial for adultery, his escapade with one of the Tremont Temple choristers, and then on and on. But okay. Driven forth from Boston like an unclean leper is one of the all. Sure. That should be a movie. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bizarro Pied Piper. I mean, this guy would have fucking tweeted like a master. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Everyone would start with thread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The and then, like, the 18th tweet is the interesting part. You're like, finally, <laughs> oh, Jesus God, Christ, a lot go. of bullshit to get to that. The next Sunday, uh, Calic responded and told his congregation, quote, the DeYoung's... I like that he has to wait till Sunday. Yeah, he's got yeah, to wait till Sunday. Like, oh, just writing and rewriting. <laughs> the DeYoung's approach nearer than any person's in history, whether man or devil, to the monstrous model of consummate and unrelieved depravity. They are hyenas of society, hybrid whelps of sin, and shame moral lepers. But you can't come back with leper after you just got called a leper. It's weak, for it's sure. so weak. But was anyone in church just like, when do you do the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Feels like you've kind of lost the plot a little bit. Uh, uh, so Charles, that's Charles. Charles... Oh, there we go. Yeah. Charles is pushing his writers to go even further with attacks. He wrote a sentence uh, threat that only he figured Colic would know about about his adultery trial in Boston. So he, he's so he like, did like he's a code, coded he's coding. Yeah, he did like a coded thing that no one else knew, but Colic would know. Like if you're a journalist at the paper, you're like, I just feel like maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. Every third letter has to be a D. Don't you say, hey, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> Zodiac signs. <laughs> Do it in Zodiac there signs. There we go. So, Smiley face. Colic doesn't give a shit. 
quote, Charles de Young is the wickedest man in the world. He may be without rival in hell. If he does not go to hell, the institution should be abolished. <laughs> the institution of hell? It's like the Hall of Fame. If it's Barry the Hall of Fame. If Barry Bonds doesn't get in, fuck the whole place. I mean... <laughs> what a movement. Uh, <laughs> the, I, the institution... Yes. I will bring the devil up here and fire him myself. <laughs> Satan, you go work at the 99 cent store. You're not good enough. It's over. I've condemned this place, this shithole. Break up your hell. I'm shutting it down. That's it. You're all... Gordon Ramsay's here. You go... This is hell's hell. Somewhere, y'all go somewhere else. Your bit of nails is nothing. Shut it down. Uh, We're not doing dinner. Yes. Hi, question. Yes. Hi. Um, Isn't hell... Not so much a physical place, but like if we all go, like if you shut it down, we go somewhere. Isn't that still hell? Because it's mostly, you know, who we are. It's... Get the fuck out of the church. <laughs> okay, that's fair. It's got to understand. I'm just saying it's like Congress. Like if you blew up the building, whatever, but it's the people that are that make up Congress. What part of get the fuck out are you not understanding? Get the fuck out. But if you want to go learn about God and Jesus, go to a church. This is a church. Shut the fuck up. Weren't you getting the fuck out five fucking minutes ago? It's like you get redder. <laughs> and you get angry. And I got to admit, the ladies are a little turned on. Of course they are. I'm an overheating thermometer. Uh, he went on. The de Youngs are the bastard progeny of a whore, born in the slums and nursed in the lap of prostitution. I, the idea that this is in church and you're talking about the Bible, like where you're like they're of a whore. It's like, well, you—he's of a virgin. There's a lot of weird shit. Yeah, but you know. Okay. Keep it personal. That's what they always say. Sure. That's uh, next it. week. Next week we'll do a bit of the Bible. I promise. I keep coming up here meaning to do some of the Bible. <laughs> Just keep forgetting. So, here's... what's the cross guy's name again? <laughs> the big deal one. Uh, Frank. No, it's. Oh my God, this is mortifying. God, he died for the sins. He's. Um... This is my first time here. Long John Silver. Oh. Uh, so the reason he said this is because Charles' mother was a sex worker. And he just, because the other guy, Napoli, whatever his name is, he's alluded to it. Okay. With the mother. So this is the first time that he it's He just being... dropped the fucking bomb. Right. Okay. So, and my guess is that Charles has no unresolved issues with this stuff. Yeah, no, and he's very calm about things like Unders this. Right. Yes, understanding right. is right. what you would call him, understanding. He it's when he would reach out and say, hey, let's have a talk. Hey, my, it was tough times. My mother did what she yeah. had to do to I get by. I had a hard by. childhood. You said some stuff, I said some stuff. Yeah. That's right. Nah, let me miss you with this pistol. <laughs> From a foot away. Yeah. Uh, so on August 23rd, 1879 in the morning... Charles left the paper's office and flagged down a carriage. He told the driver to take him to 961 Mission Street, which was Calix's home. They got there, and he was not there because he was at the temple. 
So he told them to take him to the temple. And he parked out back with the carriage, and he told the carriage driver to wait. Callot came out at 10 a.m., and a young boy approached and said a woman in a carriage wanted to pay her respects to him. Oh, wow. Now it's a lady. Sure. So Callot could not turn that down. Mm-hmm. It might lead How's to sex. How's my breath? Terrible. Perfect. I could be fucking soon. Uh. He walked over to the carriage, took off his glove to shake the young lady's hand. Sure. And as he reached to open the door, Charles pulled back the curtain of the carriage and yelled, quote, Now I've got you! <laughs> Everything is like silent film villain. <laughs> now I've got you! You're in the crosshairs of the woke mafia! And he shot. Wow. Now, Kellogg's huge, so yeah. hard to miss. Sure. Oh, how did he... And the ball went into his, the left side of his chest. Okay. He stumbles back. Blood is spurting out. Okay. And he Jesus. starts stumbling towards the temple. And Charles take a, takes a step out of the carriage and shoots again, and he hits Calic in the left thigh. And Calic said, quote, Oh, my God. <laughs> I love the person who was, like, recounting the exact words. He said, Now I've got you. <laughs> and then when he shot him in the chest, he goes, Ooh. And then he shot his leg, and he goes, oh, no, not my leg. (laughs) And then as it's bleeding, he goes, that's a lot of red sauce. (laughs) I remember it so well, officer. (laughs) Ah. So Charles jumped in the carriage to escape, but it's too late because the working man's party happened to be having a rally nearby. Oh, good. And they run over when they hear the shots, and now they try to pull Charles out of the carriage. I'm a lady. But <laughs> there's a woman in here. Stop it! But he starts pointing his gun at all of them, and then they back off. Careful, he, he'll miss. He says, "Quote: I will shoot dead the first man who lays a hand on me." So they're like, "All right," but they're not letting the carriage leave either. Right. And then they're like, "Let's hang him." So a guy goes to get a rope. I'll be back. Uh, let me get rope, and then we'll get him. I live really far away. <laughs> My, so, ha- my house is I in Danville. So my wife got, yeah, Dan- it was just so far from here where we are now. Local stuff's good. <laughs> so I got home. My wife, I guess, threw that rope out. So I went to the hardware store. No rope. <laughs> what are the odds? So now I'm going to go to two other places to try to get rope. I realize it's getting dark, but, you know, we should wait to hang them proper. Just go. Okay, see you in a bit. You don't have to come back. Okay. Just get it before you come back. You don't oh. have to come back and tell us if it's not there. Just get it. Yes. The first thing I'll do is return with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great. I'll be back with rope. <laughs> Crazy shit happened. No rope. <laughs> Just go find rope. I was gonna. I wanted to update you. you d- I said don't do that. Well, I think you're going to want to hear this. I don't think we are. Yeah, you are. We want to kill this guy. We like all we... want him dead. I agree. We need rope. Yeah. So can I give you the update? <sighs> I don't have the rope. No, we got that. But yeah. I can get it tomorrow. This city is fucking rope all over it. I know. That's what makes this situation so baffling from Im- a rope standpoint. We import tons of it from Danville. I know. There's a, a Danville, which is... Danville. <laughs> That's what I said. It sounded like... It's like a guy named Dan fucked an anvil. <laughs> Duh. 
Anyway, I've got a lead on floss. Will that do? No. Hmm. I think we should all go out to dinner. Make a night of it. Get the rope tomorrow, probably. Have you ever been a part of a mob? No, I'm so nervous. You guys look so awesome. Yeah, you're Everyone's really... Everyone's so agitated but organized. You're really bumming the high. Oh, like we're, we Am were... I part of the mob officially? Well, you're the oh. fucking rope getter. Oh, my God. I thought this was like a pledging situation. You're out. Uh, well, I just got in. You're not in. You're <sighs> out. You were never in. You had a chance to be in. What a great sense of loss I'm wearing now. Gosh. What a roller coaster day in the mob, huh? Hey. This is the woke mob, right? Want to make sure I'm in the right one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, am I in the rope one? I wanted woke. <laughs> this is so classic me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve that level of this. Ah, uh, the is it over clap. At least everyone kind of meant it. <laughs> so... There have been better characters in the story. <laughs> we got a lumberjack leprechaun that fucks. So before they can uh, kill him, the cops arrive, and they take Charles to jail. Okay. Now thousands of men gather outside the jail, and they're marching up and down the street, and they're chanting, quote, kill him, kill him. Hemp, hemp, hemp. Hemp, hemp, hemp? That's rope. Sure. Rope's made from hemp. Okay. Or they want to get high. It could right. be that they want to kill him, but also get really kill fucking him, high. Kill him, kill him, let's smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. So he's in jail for a week. And the whole time, Calic is in bed close to death. Okay. Like, they think he's going to die, and he doesn't die. Like, just keeps going on. Right. Doctors tell people he's not going to live, and then people are demanding that Charles be killed. But Calic doesn't die. Hmm. And he struggles on day after day. His supporters stood in a circle around his now dry... His supporters stood in a circle around his now dried blood on the street to stop street cleaners from washing it away. Oh, my Lord. Uh, it's just, there's all... I mean, we've just always had these fucking lunatics. If you touch the blood, he'll die. Don't touch the blood. Leave the blood where it is. That's our Lord's blood. You know, when I look at it, I see an eagle. I see a dong. Why do I see a dong? Mm. Look closer. And my daughter. What the fuck is going on Don't in there? Don't look close. Don't look too close. Stop looking at it. Boy, she's really getting it. Yeah. Hey, sex is normal. Don't kink shame the blood puddle guy. Yeah. That's right. Finally. He's got rights, too. I agree, Dave. <laughs> So he's a guy who likes to watch his daughter fucking blood puddles. What's right, your problem? Hey, maybe we stop digging. <laughs> uh, so the working man's party is making just fiery speeches around town okay. about what's happened. Right. Kalak's son, Milton, is one of these guys making speeches. Quote, I yet believe my father will live to be mayor of San Francisco and will tread on the grave of that brute, DeYoung. If DeYoung does not hang, then help me kill him. 
Okay, straightforward. Yep. Yep. So doctors reported that Kallak had, quote, the constitution of a grizzly bear and was improving. They said he was conscious and he was fighting back. And so he's eating they- salmon out of the river with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable what this guy's doing. Uh, there were five doctors attending to him and, quote, working feverishly. Okay, sure. They're doing. They're, uh, yeah. they're just sitting around going, I, Should we uh, take the bullet out again? Or I don't know. It's like the hard part's kind of over, right? We've taken the bullet out 19 times. Let's do it one more time. Yes. Uh, but then he took, took a turn. Oh. And they, now they say he's got a very slim chance of surviving. He's becoming a polar bear. But then on the ninth day... Temperature-wise, not in the adorable factor. But don't yeah. sleep on the grizzly. They can be quite cute, too. Mm. Um, then on the ninth day, doctor said, quote, if anything, he is better. He is losing some flesh, but looks well. This doctor, how about no updates until you have an official, like, now nah, he's lost a bunch of his skin, but he's good. <laughs> he's now skinless Isaac Kulak. He's got blue eyes and can shoot lasers, but we're pretty good. We're happy. And then the day before the election. For mayor. Doc- Yes. Okay. Doctors come out and say he is going to live. You vote for him if you vote for him if you want a living mayor. <laughs> the people of San Francisco are excited and they elect him mayor. Now, no one can believe it because he was always a huge long shot. Right. And so everyone just thinks, well, he got shot and survived, and that's why. Which is why. That's what yeah, happened. Now he's a shot shot. Uh. Henry George wrote, quote, the crack of DeYoung's pistol from behind the curtains of a coop fired Dr. Colic into the mayor- mayorality. Right. Uh, Charles got out of jail on a $25,000 bond and went straight <laughs> to the Chronicle. Okay, right. I thought he was going to go to the hospital like, right, leave me alone with the patient for a moment. I'd like to examine him myself. And he said he's not leaving. He was going to keep putting out the truth until his trial later in the year. Oh, God. He sent a reporter Feels back... Feels a bit manic. <laughs> he sent a reporter back east to dig up dirt on Colic and put together a 60-page pamphlet smearing Colic. I feel like people don't care. Right? Is he like? It feels like he's just doing this now to... Ooh, Charles? Charles. Uh, no, Charles now wants to because there's shitloads of dirt on this guy. Charles right. wants to but bury it's already him. So out, I mean, like, a lot of it's already out there. Maybe. It might, people might not know. I mean... Yeah, I guess. Whatever. It's a pamphlet. It's a little book. 60 pages. <laughs> 60 pages. It's a 60-page fucking dirt sheet on it's a guy. pretty like. good. So he's going to release it 10 days before his attempted murder trial. Okay. And uh, Charles is working late on Friday, April 23rd. Is this going to be Judge Lake again? <laughs> 1880. When the front door burst open, it was Milton Colick. He was, quote, ashen-faced. He had a gun. Because Milton had just read an advanced copy of the pamphlet. Oh, my God. And he shot at Charles from six feet away and hit a, and shattered a glass door. It's just like... <laughs> Charles jumped behind an employee he'd been speaking to and used him as a shield. <laughs> You're going to get a raise, you see? Stand there, Goofy. <laughs> That's why you need a union. <laughs> uh, Milton shot again and missed again. So he like shoots he's still at the guy at, yeah, he's right. while he's behind the I'll employee. I'll shoot your shield, then you. <laughs> 
Charles then takes that moment to run for the back room. Milton shot, shoots a third time, misses again, then a fourth. This one hit Charles in the right side of his jaw. Ooh. Went through his jugular vein and ah. stopped in the back of his neck. Charles collapsed. He was dead. Well, that was swift. Yeah. 39 years old. Wow. A life well lived. Yeah. A life, uh... Hey. A funeral was held several days later. As the funeral procession made its way through the streets, people softly booed and hissed. Boo. I like the soft boo. <laughs> boo. Charles? Dave, if I may quickly, I just noticed that the beer opener talks. What? What are you doing over there? What a weird little man you are. It's supposed to talk. Did you just... Can you open me one? Did you yeah. just pick up a beer opener and say, hey, hold on, yeah. I have to stop the show because I think this beer opener talks, and then it didn't talk? Can we get some batteries for this just for the... <laughs> Otherwise, I feel like it was a waste of time. There's nobody over there. They don't have to know that asshole. <laughs> so Charles' head rested on a pillow embroidered with, did it for his mother. <laughs> That's what every single pillow should say at a funeral. Everybody should just have that. Mother. What the fuck does that mean? Who? Oh, well, okay. I mean, he did do it for his mother. I guess. I mean, he started doing it for himself. But the 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 killing of the guy was the well, he reason didn't even he kill shot. The guy. He, well, he shot him because oh, he of did his because he said bad stuff about did his mommy. Did he kill him? No, he didn't kill him. Oh, but he said bad stuff about his mommy. Yeah. No, I know. It's just like you know, I would be like, eh, maybe we don't put anything on the pillow. <laughs> Mommy's baby. <laughs> mm, I don't know. So, uh, Milton goes on trial. Open and shut case. He shot him in front of witnesses. He came to kill him. <laughs> At the end of the trial, Mayor Kallick testified. He, he calmly described everything Charles DeYoung had done to him, all the terrible things he'd done to him and his family. And as he was speaking in the witness stand, he kept jiggling two objects in his hand the whole time. Bullets. As he's telling all these stories. Everyone starts looking at his hand. And the prosecutor finally can't take it, and he jumps up and says, quote, Tell us, Mayor Kallak, what is it you have in your hand? And the mayor rose, and with his great speaking voice said, quote, They are the two bullets from DeYoung's murderous weapon, which were extracted from my body. And then he walked over to the jury and handed them to a juror. Now I've just got two balls. <laughs> Wink, and, wink, juror nine. And of course, they found Milton not guilty due to extenuating oh. circumstances. Because <laughs> he had the meditation balls? Yeah. Okay, sure. The juries are just it's when, a good system. When they read the verdict, the prosecuting attorney was so astonished that he swallowed his tobacco cud. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, that guy's a creep. No, no, God, oh. I've lost and I'll have diarrhea. Oh, real one, two. <laughs> so, what a cartoon character. So, the Chronicle continued under Michael DeYoung. And okay. 
at one point, the paper took on uh, a sugar king, Claus Spreckles. Sugar kings are guys who... Uh, think of it like a mafia guy who controls the sugar in Hawaii. It's absolutely pure. Uh, the Chronicle accused him of swindling, swindling stockbrokers of his Hawaiian sugar company and treating laborers like slaves. And when this happened, because it happened right before a big, it's like stockbroker meeting or something. Sure. Claus's son, Adolf, lost it. He went to Adolf the... Adolf Spreckles? That's it's like Hitler beer. <laughs> Try a new Adolf Spreckles. Mmm, bubbly, but not too much. So he went, Adolf went to the exact same office where Charles had been killed and shot at Michael. Jesus Christ. He hit him. Okay. But uh, he didn't die. He was seriously injured. Okay. Newspapers across the U.S. decried the vigilante world of San Francisco. I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Everyone's like, what is going on? Aren't you news? Like, you're supposed to report the news. Yeah, no, we are the news. We are... Some said getting rid of the final de Young was a public service. Wow. Ambrose Bierce said, uh, quote, hatred of de Young is the first and best test of a gentleman. Wow. Okay, sure. And then Adolf was acquitted for reasonable cause. Reasonable cause. He, she, well, you probably should have killed him. <laughs> Legally speaking. The jury finds that he, it's okay that he tried to kill him. Because <laughs> he was pissed. How, when will the law be done in this country? Michael keeps running the paper. Uh, he was very powerful, very sure. successful. He was California's representative to Chicago's Columbian Exposition in 1893. And when he was there, he was like, we have to hold an exposition in San Francisco. Let's do that. And he sure. came back, and the superintendent of San Francisco is very against it, but Michael did it anyway. He had all the trees removed from 100 acres of Golden Gate Park. And when questioned, said, quote, what is a tree? What are, thousand, what are thousands of trees compared to the benefits of the exposition? Yes. And we will make that a forever standing policy of the country. Yes. You know the problem? Too many trees. <laughs> Not enough Arby's. Uh, for his entire life, he was obsessed with developing what he called the vacant land of Golden Gate Park. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, so he's like, yeah, he's just like, uh, yeah, boy, without those trees, I imagine. Just... Stupid trees. <laughs> we were here first, trees. <laughs> He had decided to run for Has Senate. Has been fighting a tree? <laughs> he shot at it. Completely missed it. <laughs> Looks like he grazed a branch. He, he decides to run for Senate, uh, but this Scottish reporter found out, and he hated him. Bloody, bloody hell. He hated Michael for taking bribes and, you know, He's doing all this. everything I detest. Shit. Killing all the trees. He killed all those bloody trees. And when he did it, he got a truck removed. You're supposed to toss him over your bloody shoulder. So he writes a series of articles. In my bloody accent. Jesus Christ, that's gay. About Michael. Fucking unbelievable, Michael. Young. And then at the end, he reveals. By the way, there's a big secret I've got to tell you. Something you're not going to believe. 
that he came across. I came across something I think you'll find interesting, gang. The long-missing Gustavus de Young. That's right. Oh, I found him. Bloody Gustavus! He was under one of the trees! He had found, he'd found Gustavus dressed in rags in a pauper's ward at the Stockton Insane Asylum. Wow. He had apparently had a mental breakdown while working for Charles. Sure, that makes sense, by the way. <clears throat> and even though Michael was rich, he refused to pay the $15 a month to keep Gustavus living in dignity. Wow. So that was it. Michael's hopes for becoming a senator were over. Everyone thought he was a piece of shit. So he tried to improve his image and insisted the Exposition Fair's Fine Arts Building remain in Golden Gate Park as the city's first public art gallery. And that's how San Francisco got the De Young Museum. Oh, wow. That's what it first looked like back then. So congratulations. <laughs> it's like the way uh, L.A. got Griffith Park because he shot his yeah, wife in the Yeah, face. honestly. You're all, yeah. everybody's terrible. So. Guys shot his wife and they're like, sure, good for hiking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael went on to serve three times as a delegate to the Republican National Convention. He also went on to be director of the Associated Press for 25 years. Jesus. And he died in 1925. Wow. Oh. Uh-oh. And actor Max Thoreau is the great-great-grandson of Charles. You Wait, can who see is this? You can see him in SEAL Team on Netflix or The Bates Motel. What the fuck kind of ending is this? <laughs> I can't believe we're ending on a tiger beat shot. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. I think it was better journalism back then. I always love when uh, when journalists are like it. You know, they get like Glenn Greenwald's a great guy who does it. Talks about how you know you're biased that you shouldn't be biased, and it's like this fucking what journalism was. It's always been fucking biased. Well, think about um, Chris Cuomo with Andrew Cuomo and then Brian Stelzer. It was like, what oh, the yeah. fuck is happening over here? He's like, we've never been able to see anything like this before. It's, like, the fuck? it's pretty fucking straightforward. We're all very confused as to how to handle all these lies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but at least you could, you know, walk into a paper with a gun easily. I mean, it was just a simpler time, you know? Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Fuck. I mean, um, that, it was the Wild West time, you know? You what? It was the Wild West time. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, you know, times got better in between. Feels like we're... Uh, what do you mean? Heading back down, and boy, are we armed to the teeth here. So, oh, what? Yeah, feels like... Oh, I haven't like, noticed that. Is that Well, I mean, we laugh. We laugh. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there'll be a time where I'll yeah. be like, ah, what have you done to my thigh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just a podcast. <laughs> Although it would be pretty great if podcasters started shooting each other. Well, let's not say that stuff. <laughs> uh, like, I'm in an elk outfit in the middle of the woods. I just wake up after being drugged. Like, the fuck? <laughs> Where am I? The fuck? <laughs> My legs have been turned into hands. <laughs> <laughs> Run. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Why would that be Rogan that did that, not me? What kind of fucking... 
What's your problem? What a great end of the podcast. I hunt you like an elk. You have like, a, you have like a mic strapped to my head like this. Dave, <laughs> no idea what the topic's going to be about. Just stop it. Every person listening. No idea where he is or why he's an elk. Every, every listener would be like, yeah, that makes sense. I, that makes sense. That's how it ended. It's, the it's great, always going that way. It's the great thing about this show. And no matter, I mean, the, the weird way for it to end would just be for it to end. Like, you need to drown me or something. You know, yeah. it needs to end in like a duel. What we yeah. should do is this should end in a duel. Agreed. We'll just, we'll, someday we'll be like, we're doing 10 more. And then at the end of this, a duel. <laughs> I grazed him. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it. Truly. A pleasure. Thank you. Sources for this episode, Charles Adams, The Magnificent Rogues of San Francisco, Gray Brechin, Imperial San Francisco, Richard Rodriguez, Twilight of the American Newspaper in Harper's, and then uh, a bunch of different newspapers, as you can imagine, newspapers.